0: Hey there, Bulldogs, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Tassel. This is your host, Carla Quintanilla. I am a marketing major at the sales class of 2021, and I am so delighted to be hosting this podcast with the purpose of reconnecting with our alumni and informing current students like you about the endless possibilities beyond college. Prepare to be inspired through the incredible stories of our alumni and learn valuable insights from their career journey. We are here to help you you spark your career curiosity and encourage you to begin exploring your future possibilities. Now, without further ado, let's get started with this week's guest. Today, we welcome Courtney Gretzer to our podcast. In 2014, Courtney attended the Accelerated Nursing Program at DeSales after graduating from Muhlenberg with a Bachelor's of Science in Biology with a public health minor. While at sales, Courtney was a tutor and a note taker for two of her classes and those opportunities helped her become a leader in the classroom while enhancing her time management skills. Then, she finished this incredible 15-month program in 2015 and went on to work for the Lehigh Valley Hospital. After two years of working at the Lehigh Valley's MICU, Courtney landed an unexpected job at Vanderbilt Hospital. Courtney has been a registered nurse at Vanderbilt University Medical Center since 2017, and today she will share with us her journey as a nurse. Hi, Courtney. How's it going? Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you so much for, for being here. You know, I'm so happy to be here. I'm great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> great. I cannot wait for to hear your story and for us to share with everybody else at this sale. So my first question to you is... We know you did the accelerated program at DeSales. Can you explain or can you tell us about your experience at DeSales?
1: Yeah. So um, after I graduated from Muhlenberg, um, I kind of hit the ground running and started the accelerated program the next day at DeSales. Um, And it was basically sticking two years of nursing school into 15 months. So Mm -hmm. it was really fast paced. You learned a lot in a very short time. Um, But... As challenging as it was, you meet and get close to all of your classmates um, because you're kind of spending a lot of time together and you're doing clinicals together, you're in class together all day. So you really get a chance to know your professors, get a chance to know the students, your classmates, and um, overall, it was an awesome experience experience, though it was probably one of the hardest programs, the right. hardest classes I've ever taken in my life, but yeah. we all got
0: through it, so it, it worked out. <laughs> That's so awesome. So what was your, did you start in the spring and ended on the next spring? What was the term, the time frame for the accelerated? accelerated?
1: Um, I started in May of 2014, and then okay. I graduated August of 2015. Okay, yeah, so summer to summer kinda
0: oh uh, okay, okay, and what so what made you decide you graduated from Nuremberg and then mm. you went directly to the sales right to go yeah. into nursing and you graduated um with biology right mm-hmm. um so what made you decide to then go into nursing what was your um your motivation and and um drive to then enroll at the sales yeah,
1: well, I um when I picked a college back in high school, I kind of let soccer decide where I went because I got recruited and stuff. Um, So when I decided on Muhlenberg, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be in the medical field, but didn't really know where, which Avenue to take. There's so many different opportunities. Um, but I always kind of felt that I had the personality to be a nurse. I've always loved taking care of people. I've always loved being at the bedside and talking to people and all that stuff. But never never thought it was an option because Muhlenberg never had a nursing program. So I just took all the pre-med classes thinking I was going to med school or PT school. I was just trying <laughs> to figure it out. Um, and then junior, the summer going into junior year, um, I found out about these accelerated programs and honestly just did like a Google search and um, DeSales showed up as being one of the best programs for it because they have like a hundred percent pass rate on, on the boards and it had a really great reputation and it was literally right down the street practically from Muhlenberg. So I was like, Oh, that's so convenient. Um, So I applied and you know, everything fell into place. Like I found out about it at the right time. Um, I knew I had to take a couple summer classes and honestly, how, like the way it fell into place was so smooth that I kind of knew that like, this is probably what I'm supposed to do, you know? Right. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, that's kind of how I found DeSales. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously so grateful for it. Cause like, this is my career and this is what I wanted to do forever. To. So awesome. yeah, it worked out.
0: <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. And is there anyone in your family or relatives that are, um, nurses as well, or any medical background or like, what-
1: um, I have, let's see, I have a, Cousin who's a nurse, she works okay. on the NICU for like little babies, um, okay. and my aunt is a nurse on a cardiac floor okay. um, but I don't know like I wasn't very I never talked to them really about okay. nursing. I think I just found it like stumbled upon it on my own, and when I did, awesome. I'm like, oh my God, so like tell me everything about nursing and they were so supportive, so it worked out
0: <laughs> awesome so so then you worked at Lehigh Valley Hospital right after college, correct? And you were, you were there for a year. So mm-hmm. then you stumbled upon this job that you are now, right? In Vanderbilt. Yeah. How, did that ha- how did that happen? Tell us about the story, about how you found your current position and your current job. I would love to hear okay. it.
1: Yeah, so um worked at Lehigh Valley Hospital for a year, year and a half. And um, since I had been in the Lehigh Valley since I went to Muhlenberg, so it had been like almost six years, I was like, you know, I kind of need a change of scenery, maybe get into like a major city and and see what that's like. So my roommate and I, who actually graduated from this program um, at DeSales with me, we went to Nashville just for vacation for a weekend. And there was a career event at Vanderbilt so I was like, okay, why don't I just, like, drop by, like, see see what's up. Like, really casual. Like, I don't even think I was, like, dressed professionally, like, thinking that they would just show me around the hospital <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> tell me about, like, the different units and stuff. But they ended up, like, um, interviewing me right on the spot and was, like, totally not prepared. I just frazzled, <laughs> just, like, kind of just got through it and then they, um, their MICU, the medical ICU director wanted to, wanted to, um, speak to me just because Mm -hmm. I had worked on a MICU, SICU, um, back in Lehigh Valley. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I spoke with her and she wanted to meet my, wanted me to meet the staff. So that was really cool. And, and then on the spot, they kind of just offered me a job and I was honestly so shocked. I was like, I, I didn't yeah. see this coming, maybe yeah. this is my like ticket, like my way out of here. So yeah. I kind of just spontaneously took the job and just was like, all right, I'm just gonna figure it out and yeah. move down here and like make some friends and just see wow. what happens.
0: <laughs> so, so what was the, you, you, then you came back to Lehigh Valley. What was the, the, uh, the time frame for, from when you transitioned then to, to Nashville, how long did it take you to then take the job?
1: It was probably, well, I had a, I had a contract at Lehigh Valley hospital, so I finished out my contract. So I was there probably like a year and a half. And then it took me like another four months, four or five months to move down to Nashville. So it wasn't that spontaneous. So I had, I had like four months to kind of figure everything out, but I kind of just made the decision like, yes, I'm going to do it like super Ah. fast. So, (laughs)
0: um,
1: so it worked out. It was really, it was a, it was a good move.
0: That's awesome. And if you don't mind me asking then, what was, uh, where did you work in the Lehigh Valley? What um, department of, did you also work at the ICU?
1: Yeah, it was a Mickey yeah. Stick SICU, so like medical surgical ICU.
0: Yeah. Okay. And is it the same thing as Nashville now? Is the same?
1: Uh, um, basically basically um, there's uh, at Lehigh Valley, I got surgical patients sometimes, um, okay. but now I strictly get medical patients that are critical. So Okay. still ICU um still the same kind of kind of nursing so it's it was a good transition
0: good so that's good cuz so what what did the the training look like how was it different um maybe talk a little bit about um the different in atmosphere um in in the different hospitals and also your um, ability to adapt and how long did that Mm -hmm. take you to then get to know everything? Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when I started at Lehigh Valley hospital, I was brand new. I was, I was fresh out of school. So Mm -hmm. they taught me like, they taught me so much, like basically built my foundation for for nursing and Mm -hmm. uh, we were dealing with very sick patients. Um, but sometimes, um, Some of the like really, really sick patients we would probably see in like a more major city like in Philly or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got all of my experience there, spending a year and a half there. And then when I went down here to Vanderbilt, we got all of the sickest patients down in the Mm -hmm. South. Um, So it was definitely, I was used to ICU patients, but the patients down here are a lot sicker um, than what I was used to. Um, So I still felt I felt like a new nurse again, coming, coming down to this new hospital, even though I'm taking care of very similar patients, um, the patients was just, they were just sicker. And, um, everyone down here has been so nice and they've been, um, they've been teaching me so much. And the transition was actually pretty smooth because everyone was so supportive. Like even at Lehigh Valley, especially in an ICU setting, when, when you're dealing with a lot of, a lot of bad things that happen, um, a lot of difficult, hard things. Um, you really get close with your coworkers. And yeah. so that was the same throughout both hospitals. So that it really made your work environment a really, a really good place to be. So yeah. Um the trans like long story short, the um <laughs> the transition was pretty smooth. Um, but I'm definitely it was definitely a learning curve, um, learning yeah. how to take care of sicker patients.
0: Right. Interesting that you um it's good to know that sometimes like depending on the location is, you know, what type of patients you get. Some people need to get transferred depending on, on that. May I ask, can you describe what a typical day in the ICU looks like to you? Um, what type of shifts do you get right now? Um, um, you know, what, what just explain to you is the process and logistics that you have to go through every day with your patients, um, with your, um, with your coworkers and, and just what, pretty much what the typical day typical
1: looks day. like. For you. Okay. So, um, there really, I feel like there really isn't a typical day. Like you have mm-hmm. a general, you have like certain tasks that you have to get done, but like, you know, patients decompensate, patients get sick, acute things happen. So you kind of have to be flexible and kind of adjust your schedule based on what happens to the patient. Mm-hmm. But, um, But you know, I work night shifts. So I work um, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So we have three 12 hour shifts a week. Um, And when you go, when you walk onto the hospital, like now we get our like temps checked and all that stuff. But you get, you get report on your patients. Um, You do like a head to toe assessment um, every four hours. So eight o'clock, midnight, and 4 a.m. Okay. Um, usually they have medications, so you give them medications and you just, you're just always monitoring them. You're always assessing them for, for changes, if they're getting better, if they're getting worse and you kind of collaborate with the doctors, um, being in the ICU, it's re- like, we're really lucky that we have doctors on our floor at all times. So it's, it's always a team sport, you know, like we're, we're always working together. Um, and then you have your coworkers, if they're, if their patients are, you know, really, really sick, and they need extra hands, you're always there. So we're kind of all helping each other out to right. make sure our patients are staying safe and healthy. So right. um, whatever that I basically our schedule is like whatever that takes to keep our patients like alive and healthy is right. is what we do typically in ICU. So okay, you're
0: always <laughs> on your feet. You're always, you know, trying to um, yeah, out. that's great. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, now you have to get um, temperature screenings every every mm-hmm. morning or every shift. Um, so may I ask you, what? How did the pace and the routine change once um, COVID occurred? Um, what yeah. were some of the things that you didn't expect or expected, and now you know now you're well implemented because we've been going through this for a while. So yeah, yeah, just tell us a little bit about how that changed um, the pace in your hospital.
1: Yeah, so um, being working on the medical ICU, um, we take care of all of, like all the patients under the sun that you can that you can think of. We're not mm-hmm. really a specialized ICU, um, okay. so it was our job to to take care of COVID patients. Um, we do have a main focus in pulmonary, but so like the coat being taking care of COVID patients makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so we opened up an extension to our unit called the COVID ICU. And, um, the problem with that or the hard like the hard thing about that was we didn't hire enough people, but we were getting more patients. So, all of us were, were pretty swamped. We we're like, they're asking us to pick up extra shifts and um, we have to staff basically another unit as well. Okay. So, um, and then it's all the added stress of taking care of a COVID patient, you know, it's patient with COVID, you know, and right, um, we have right. down up, we have to, put on all of our PPE and they don't have visitors and they're just the COVID patients that we've been seeing are a lot sicker than any, any patient that we've taken care of. Like they're on a lot of life support. They're on ventilators. They're, um, they're doing a lot. They're, they're in the hospital for a very, very long time. Right. Um, so that's just another added stress. Um, mm-hmm. So the pace definitely picked up. Yeah. Um, so at first it was kind of a learning curve trying to get everybody on the same page and trying to keep everyone's spirits up because i know it was just a stressful time um but now that we've been going through this a long time we've kind of accepted the fact that we're going to take care of covid patients we're going to do our best and they've hired a lot a lot of new nurses a lot of travelers so we have a lot more staff on board to to kind of offload all of the patients that we've been getting. So yeah. it's been, it's, it's gotten so much better and we've definitely developed like a little routine or kind of like how a system of how we, we kind of handle it. So,
0: yeah,
1: um, so it definitely took a little bit longer than we thought, but it's, it's been working out. Yeah. Okay. And we're, we're all staying safe. Like we're all doing our part. So it's, right. it's been good. Yeah. So
0: so you said, um, you mentioned like the PPE, the, your personal protective equipment, how, yeah. um, what is it that you wear now that you didn't before COVID that is, um, that has, you know, protected you? What kind of gear yeah. do you wear now? Okay. So,
1: um, well, we're always wearing a mask, no matter what p- kind of patient we're taking care of. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's standard with every, everybody else. But when we're taking care of a COVID patient, so we have like a gown, we have our little eye shields and we have a mask. Um, and it's, it's an N95 mask. So it's kind of a special, a special kind that doesn't let like the air particles get through. Um, but because we had kind of a, a shortage of these masks, we have these machines called Pappers and I'll be honest, I don't really know what they're called. Some sort of like protective respirator, but (laughs) you literally, it's like a moon suit. Like you have these and you have this like belt that has this machine attached to it. And it basically just circulates air Wow, and it filters the air out. So you kind of look like an astronaut walking into these patients' rooms. They're like, what are you doing? But, um, but yeah, but it saves, it saves PPE. Like we just, after we're done with it, we clean them really well and, Mm -hmm. Um, we can reuse those, so
0: oh, okay, we have a
1: rechargeable battery and everything, so um, you look really intense and like a physical walk in. but it it it's definitely an added an added stress having a ga like you have to gown up every single time, like if the patient wants a glass of water, like wow. you have to gown up every single time to go in the room just to get them some water, so you really have to learn how to kind of cluster your care and and mm-hmm. make sure you do you don't and you don't wanna ex- be exposed too much. Um, of course you kind of want to do everything that you need to do in one in one trip as opposed to coming in and out of the room all the time so
0: yeah
1: um definitely teaches you a lot of time management skills so yes, of
0: course. yeah that's the silver lining <laughs> yeah, I was curious to know you know what extra um you know, extra precautions you took now. Um, yeah. Then, you know, we couldn't thank you enough for everything that you all Oh my know. gosh. You know, everyone's
1: been, so, everyone's been so helpful. It's a team, it's a team effort.
0: Right. Okay. Well, so uh, speaking of that, you know, we are, uh, all of us are so thankful right now for our healthcare um, system and our healthcare workers. So, what are your greatest rewards about what you do? If you can, you know, if, if you wake up every morning, what drives you to then go to work and and um, and then be rewarded? Like, yeah, what is your what is your yeah. greatest fulfillment about being a nurse? Being
1: a nurse. Well, um, from my experience at Lehigh Valley and at Vanderbilt here. Um, my, my coworkers have been probably my greatest friends that, Mm -hmm. um, that I've ever had. Um, so that camaraderie and the relationship I have with my coworkers, like everyone loves coming into work because that's where you get to hang out with your friends, you know, like, um, so it's, it's a really great, especially being in the ICU where, like I said, we're, we're dealing with a lot of hard, a lot of hard situations. We're dealing with a lot of deaths, a lot of critical situations. Um, you definitely, um, get really close with your coworkers, which is, which is really awesome. And that really helps motivate me and inspire me to be better. And everyone's looking to, you know, get a further education and, um, we all kind of push each other to be the best we can be on the unit. Um, but I think what most, like what most fulfills me is just seeing a patient get better yeah. Um, cause you see patients are in the ICU for weeks, for months, you know, and, and sometimes they're like knocking on death's door and like, nobody thinks that they're going to make it. And then in a week or two, you come back and they're sitting in the chair eating dinner and you're like, Oh my God, like I saw you at your lowest and you were literally almost going to die. And now you're, you're going to be walking out of here. Like nothing happened. And I know that like, things like that don't happen all the time because we do see a lot of a lot of death a lot of a lot of bad things that happen but that like seeing the patients that get better and they walk out of here um, especially after being so sick that's that's those are the wins that really fulfill me and make me yeah. glad that I chose this field so
0: awesome. yeah yeah yes thank you so much for sharing that um, yeah. and, um, it truly is. Thank you so much for opening up and expressing um, yeah, your no words about being a nurse. Uh, mm-hmm. So lastly, can you give one piece of advice to our students who want to pursue, you know, being a nurse and, and being yeah. in your career field, something that you would tell them um, anything, whether it be words of encouragement or advice or warnings, anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> My gosh! Wow, um, this question's hard because I feel like there's so much I want to like tell people about nursing. Obviously, like yeah. I I, would, I wouldn't choose any other field to be in, but I think if I if I was gonna tell like myself five years ago, um, it'd probably be say yes to everything. You know, like nursing school is really hard. The accelerated program was really hard, and it kind of seems like. Like that's the be all end all, but you learn so much on the job. Like I, I I I use a lot of what I learned in nursing school, but what made me the nurse I am is what I learned on the job. Okay. So like try not to stress out too much about the tests, the farm, the like all of the craziness that happens in nursing school. Like it's uh-huh. not as big a deal as you think, it obviously it's very important because you have to actually pass the boards and be a nurse, but yes. there's so much, there's so many other things that, that you're, you're destined to do and you're, you're set to do. And yeah. going back to saying yes to everything when you're on the job, you lo- like, you need to soak up everything like a sponge, you know, you, if someone offers to help you do something or show you something, always say yes. Like always try to look for new experiences. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen something before, like make sure you go out of your way to to look at it because it's, it'll definitely help you in the future. Yes. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest, the biggest word of advice that I have to say, but um but I remember, I just remember nursing school being so stressful (laughs) and now looking back on it, it like, it was obviously so worth it. Like, I think it's so, it was so worth it in the end, but it's kind of funny to me now, like how stressed I was over certain tests, but all that like, doesn't matter now, you know, it's, so it's really great to see how far I've come and they're gonna, they're gonna think the same way. And it, it's Good. gonna work out, and we need people we need nurses, we need people yes, that that are gonna um that are gonna help us and be in healthcare and stuff so
0: yes, yes. yeah so there <laughs> there is there is light at the end of the tunnel there
1: is yeah, there's so much light and there <laughs> there's like they're destined for great things. I know of it if course. you become a nurse it's it's worth it
0: oh so great yeah well Courtney thank you so so much for taking the time to speak to us we are delighted to have you and and cannot wait to see you great do great things and for our future nurses to continue to thrive and 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 also do um fantastic things in their.
1: yeah no I hope so I'm so happy to do this and thank (laughs) you so much for having me here
0: of course